Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Illyria. Illyria is from Brazil. This progressive symphonic death metal band is coming on strong. They have released Eris, one that will breed new life into the music scene. And here is my interview with Illyria. Hello. How you doing? Hey, hey, Robert. Uh, I, I mean, Bob. Your name is Bob, right? Bob, Robert, whatever you want to call me is fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, how are you doing? I'm good. Good night. And here we go. We have John. Hello, everything everyone. is great. I wanted to thank you guys for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, sure. Sure. Are we are we recording already? Yes, we're ready to go. Okay. Are you ready when you are? I wanted to ask you about the recording process for Eris. How did it go? Hey, yeah. Um so Olivia is uh, just a brand new band. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. we are a project that we just started on on the middle of the COVID, the, the pandemic, uh, um, and on I think in twenty twenty one maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is our first release, and this was a good experience and uh, the first one experience releasing and recording an album for everybody that worked with us so it's a, it was a lot of learning and it was tough to, sometimes to to know what to do you, you know so mm -hmm. but it was a great experience anyway and what it was funny and we had a lot of fun we made some songs together and we record it all, and we are kind of proud of it. <laughs> As you should be, upon listening to it the first time, I had to get in contact with you because this is a great album from top to bottom. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank uh, you. Basically, so uh, John is one of our members. We have uh, we had three members uh, with me. Um, me, John, and the other one was uh, Ezekiel, actually. And we started as three members, but now uh, we, then we invited a female singer to to sing with us. And we liked her job, and we liked mm -hmm. her person and personality. So we invited her uh, as a band member. Um, and it was going... We are kind of excited to, to work with her a lot more on the next uh, the next releases. We're expecting a lot of female vocals and a lot more of froggy stuff. I mean, <laughs> basically that's it. Well, I wanted to ask you about the tracks of Lunar Insight is one of my favorite tracks off the album. I wanted to know <laughs> if you could speak on that song. Great. Yeah, Go ahead, okay. John. Yeah. Uh, in fact, like Lunar Inside was the uh, recording that it was all made by me. So it's because, uh, see, 
we are all in the our professional stuff like um we are musicians okay but we don't live by this so mm. we were not we're not having many time to um discuss and to uh go together and uh having some conversations about what we were about to do so we had to hurry because uh you know the album uh it took at least two years from the beginning to the end and at the middle uh in this point we were at the pandemic stage like the more elevated stage of the pandemic so uh they simply the guys in the band they throw this at me they said hey john like we're not having much time so Uh, we probably will not be speaking uh, too much and we want you to do something for us. And yeah. they throw at me like this. So, hey, so, John, uh, this is all yours. Uh, do a song. Let's see what, uh, what you can do with this one. And I was um, writing a story that I think that uh, it fits the Illyrio world because it is like an RPG world that we uh we uh kind of uh, tell the story that happens in this world and lunar insight was about uh two types of wolves that are at war so i made the song i made the guitars i made the drums um we work uh at, with some people that helped us uh at the wall album too like Uh, the people from the orchestration that were made uh, with the keyboard. Uh, he helped us a lot with this, thanks to him. And then, like, I made the uh, the raw stuff, like the, the, the guitars, the solos, the vocals, uh, the drums. And I passed home to him and say, hey, Marcos, uh, see what you can do. I simply gave him the direction And he uh, came up with uh, the awesome orchestration of Lunar Insight. And it was like this, you know. Like, mm. And then the, the, the music was out and I listened to it. I felt that, man, like this is good stuff. Shit, you know, like when you're proud of something you make. Uh, it, it, I think this, I spoke of this in another uh, podcast too with JJ that uh, she do the stories for us. The Illyria book is mm. on with her. And I said on this podcast, it's like, it's so good when you do something and you've uh, heard your uh, work and you feel proud of what you was capable to make at the time. And this is what I believe that is part of being a musician too, you know. So sure. this is something about Lunar Insight that was crucial at this point and i feel so happy that you enjoyed it thank you for your feedback <laughs> and I, another one of my favorite tracks is chaos weaver i wanted to know if you could speak on that track as well okay, uh, chaos Weaver, uh, the other member ikaru which is the the lead singer i would say uh he may he sings The most of the girls, girls, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, um, 
he 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 made that song. Um, and those those particular songs, the Chaos Weaver and the Lunar Insight, are some uh, are songs that were uh, written only. Uh, I mean, L L Chaos Weaver is kind of from uh, made by Ikro, and Lunar is made by uh, John. So they had this idea of making some stuff that. Uh, is more about their personality, and that's why they are kind of different to the, the rest of the album. The rest of the album was made probably uh, mostly by me, which are most. Uh, I mean, the length of the other songs are higher, are, are greater. I mean, um, about Chaos Weaver, Chaos Weaver is a song that it, it, I think Iker had the most inspiration with, by listening to, uh, I forgot the, the band, but it's a melodic death metal band, I guess. Mm. And he didn't expect the song to have uh, symphonies. Actually, none of us were expecting any, uh, any song to have symphonies and a lot of keyboards at the beginning of the project. But then we we met that guy that John had uh, he said which is Marcus Cavalcanti and he's a great keyboardist and yeah. he made a lot of keyboards on that song as well so when we heard that what Chaos Weaver was uh, turning in we we got really really excited about it because mm -hmm. it, it, it was mostly a black metal and death melodic melodic death metal song before and then it turned something with more symphonies, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I don't have much to say about the, the influences that Ikaro took on this particular song, but the story is about a king that has gone mad with a lot of power and he's about to, to become a monster and feast on the other people that are, is on his feet, I mean. Do you get it? So the the song is all about chaos and mm -hmm. uh, how mad a uh, how mad a king with power can be. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you each: what song was the most challenging for you musically? Go rail the rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's no discussion of this one. I mean. I mean Actually, mm. Sweet Lily was tough as well. Sweet Lily was really tough. Carella, which is the the last track, uh, mm. it's got uh, 12 minutes. I took like eight months to finish it. And when I was starting to write it, I didn't have the, the project in mind, the, the Lydia project, the band itself. Uh, I was starting to, to write songs just for fun, because uh, I was really interested in, in it. And then we we had this idea about the project. So I I showed uh, Corella to, to Ikaru. I had most of the guitars, some keyboards, and some, some bass for it. Uh, and he really liked it. Uh, Ikaru really liked it. Uh, John really liked it as well. And so we, we got that to the, the project. But it, it was really tough, uh, especially to make the make some lyrics for it and make a story for it and make it current, current, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. Make 
make it uh, not um, dated. Make it, what? Dated. dated. You mean like, yeah, to make it sound like from now. Um, I don't get it because we we I'm having some <laughs> some issues about the the language because it's not. Our... I think you want to say related, likely. Yes. Managed to get things related, the stories related. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was probably the uh, the hardest to make, but uh, Sweet Lily also took a lot of a lot of effort on it. Especially to finish Sweet Lily, the the ending of Sweet Lily was really hard for us to decide how to finish that song, and it's a song that also they both they are kind of proggy, not that much, but they are kind kind of proggy, and they change a lot in the middle. Uh, they have they have a, a different themes, and it was hard to to make, but. <laughs> I think we did a good work on it. Many transitions as the main yes. responsible for the clean vocals of the mm -hmm. music, of most of the musics. I think Carella for me was, um, you know, uh, you know, like when you're singing alone and recording your high-gets, the high-get speeches you can in the studio, you know, is somehow different. So it was a good experience for me. Uh, I saw that uh, what I was really capable of because uh, at this time I didn't know that I could really reach the pitches I could, uh, especially in Carella's song, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those guys really took out of from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also wanted to ask you guys, uh, could you speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved? The artworks, uh, yeah, the, the artworks. You mean the art covers? Is that? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, so we we decided to to have artwork for each cover in each song. Uh, that's something I, I I didn't see some bands naked. Uh, yeah, but we kind of had the idea, and we searched for we searched for some illustrators, a Brazilian one. We are Brazilian band, mm. uh, which we could afford. And the first one we took was her name is Anneclade, Anneclade, and people can uh, search for her on the Instagram, Anneclade, and. Um, she made for us the, the I think the first the first cover was the Ben of Blood, the Ben of Blood one, which is the king, in a film. Mm -hmm. and the people uh, look at him and uh, a king uh, a knight, um, pointing his sword to the king, and we really liked that. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I think the first one was the the Carella one. I'm I'm not sure. Do you remember, John? Uh, no, I think it was Ben of Blood. Ben of Blood, the okay, first so one. That, yeah. It's because it was, was our first song, like our first completed song too. So the artwork, it came first. I remember we discussing this in, uh, in private while we were choosing what artwork will, you know, go first. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. So after that, probably was Carella, which is, was made by her as well. And we got really, really, especially me, I got uh, really grateful, I mean, for it because it was really good, bro. Uh, the, the Carella one uh, is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite art we have. Uh, and we had from, from her as well, uh, the Sweet Lily. Sweet Lily one mm-hmm. and in humanity. So she made for us four four artworks. And then we we decided to to make some art with other other illustrator, which we discovered that was his name on I, I, I don't even know his main uh, his real name because he is <laughs> none of us know to, <laughs> <laughs> is a name that he a nickname that uh, is Abisum Dark Fantasy. Abisum, I'm not sure yes. about how, how to read that actually. Abisum Dark Fantasy. Yeah, people can search for him uh, on Instagram as well. So he, this guy uh, was re- really good to me. Not not only because he's a good friend uh, now nowadays, but because his art was always dark fantasy art and mm-hmm. it's really good it's really good for a metal band i mean there's only metal stuff and death stuff <laughs> it was more related to the line of work we were proposing with the album you know yes exactly and then we had uh we made our we 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 needed a good artwork for the cover because it was the 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 most important one, and we decided mm. to, to search for uh, a great illustrator here in Brazil that works with the most of the the biggest bands here in Brazil, uh, which is his name is um, Carlos Carlos Fides Carlos Fides Fides. That's it. So we worked basically with, with uh, these trees. I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. There was one more guy that. Uh, we had made an art with him. I forgot his name, but the, his art is not. Uh, is it not didn't match it. Yeah, the, it didn't match it. The purpose, the purpose, you know. Yeah, it's not related to the to yeah. the album itself. It's more about the social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And I wanted to ask you, uh, what can fans look for next? Will you guys head to the road and do a tour? Mm. Uh, so, do you wanna nice talk up, uh, a little about that, John? What? Uh, do you wanna talk a little about that? Or just yeah, yeah, balance? sure, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, like about tours, um, see, we are taking care of our professional ascension uh, too. So, I believe uh, we will continue to do work, but not on the road uh, by now. You know, by now, mm-hmm. but yes, we really think about doing tours, and probably when we we were, when we are most uh, stabilized financially, you know, uh, maybe we will like uh, get it to the road and see what we can do. But I think not for now, not for now. <laughs> we will continue yes. to uh, do the virtual work, the art work. And the music work, like for everyone to see, uh, 
posting it to virtual platforms because this is what we can do for now, like before everything else. So after uh, after we are really, you know, um, with our money and all this stuff, we will uh, take a moment to do the work and go to the real world, <laughs> you know, to the world. <laughs> Yeah, and no. I think that's a great path because you guys are creating great music. Yeah, Bob. Uh, look, um, this stuff that we are making is because we love it, and we this we decide to do it the the way that we can. I mean, make something that you love, and the best you can do. But slowly is better than do nothing. So uh, sure. we have, we had, we have our own jobs, and that's something we we think that uh, we can't just go to the road road road. I mean, I mean, make show, make gigs. I mean, we can't make gigs right right now and afford our our dream, our our passion. I mean, uh, and. Actually, we're still having ideas about the product, product and what we want it to become. We're still having, uh, making plans, having ideas about the, the world, the product, the product, and how to record the next stuff, how we would like it to sound. And we are still experimenting a lot of things before really turning to musicians. Actually. Yeah, it. so it's like we can virtually uh, assure you that you may see us in the role. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, um, you know, as far as my opinion, you guys have created something that's very original. You guys have a great sound and a great concept. And uh, that's why I wanted to put it out on this podcast in the United States, because... I don't want people to miss out on it because uh, you guys are doing something very special. Oh, thank yeah, you a lot. Well, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And that's what that's what the, the main idea of this uh, at the end of all things, it was to do this for sure. Is what like music is and will be for the rest of our lives. A great passion, and we'll we will do everything we can to make this dream alive, you know, and um, take people that relate with our ideas too, you know. We kind of mm -hmm. like move the market. This is uh, like move uh, people who want to work, who want to do their art, who wants to do their music, and take them with us and lead everyone to uh, a step of great success. You know, this is, we, we want like something, uh, we want to move the scenario, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, some moves we discuss it in like in our uh, private sessions was like, we want really to move uh, the scenario with things that people haven't not saw yet. So, like, I think to uh, 
to keep the, the things and the, at the music world moving on and we have to create things that people haven't seen yet maybe mix uh, a thing or two you know as we do like do, we create stories we'll do like rpg games we do music and try to unite this at one point and see what we can do with this and how many people will like uh believe in us to do uh, good work alongside us too you know so is something that is from the bottom of our hearts really we love this and we'll keep doing this for the rest of our lives well that's great because i i'm looking forward to the next one already because at the end of the album i just want more <laughs> <laughs> that's consolation and we are nice. planning the next one as well <laughs> yeah i also want to ask you guys do you have any hobbies beyond music mm. yeah yeah sure uh i am graduated at physical education and i'm a street workout athlete it is a new modality that is surging uh here in brazil that is old and Europe, but new here. And we are kind of uh, building the foundations of this kind of methodology of training here. And mm. this is uh, my one of my main hobbies. <laughs> About me, my... I know you asked for something outside the music, but my main hobby is write music. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really, I have uh, I have not only for for Ali Ali a project, but I have a lot of thing. When I started writing music on 2020, and uh, I, I discovered it's just something that I love to do, and um, and actually on. Uh, Something different about the project uh, as well is that I, I consider myself not uh, exactly a band member, but I, I'm a band member, but I'm mostly I'm a composer than a player. I play guitar, but uh, yeah, you play I don't... so fucking good. You play yeah, so fucking nowadays, good. Nowadays, uh, nowadays, I don't really see myself going into a gig, you know. But I really love writing, and I'm kind of some. If you think about a band being a movie, I would be the one of the directors. I mean, the 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 one that is uh, on the backstage and mm -hmm. thinks that he writes the stuff, and that's that's one of the things that's different uh, about a leader. Because I I I personally I that uh, must happens a lot, but I don't see much metal bands that has. Uh, someone that's, that his role is to write the stuff and not going on on the concert. Um, but about a hobby outside music, I don't know, man. I would say I like playing, but I, I playing games. But hey, you like I, to do I, your I, workouts. They should. They Actually, should no, see the size of your biceps. I'm not going. I'm not going to the gym, bro. <laughs> I'm not even going to the gym, so I can't say. You will return. Well. You will return for sure. Yeah, I'll return. I have I'll faith try. in it. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you each: What is your favorite metal album of all time? Oh, that's a great mm, question. Nice. 
Mine is raise the rise of tyrant of arc enemy is my main my main album of all time. And, and my you introduced for that sure. album for me as well. That 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 the album is amazing, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep keep saying, Jones. Uh, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no, I it was only this. Okay. I think the the one that I will will like uh, her. Uh, for, here for uh, like for the rest of my whole life I think if I like uh, you know like choose just one album for you to hear like for all your your lifetime you know the rest of your life what album yeah. you, will you choose I would say okay. for sure okay. uh, Rise of Tyrant Arc Enemy mm -hmm. okay about me that's a funny question as well because I have a favorite band. I have a favorite music, uh, a favorite song. I, I mean, uh, my favorite band is Dream Theater, and my favorite song is Change of Season by Dream Theater. But a favorite album, I don't have a. You would say if you have a favorite band and a favorite song from the same band, you would say that you have the the, the favorite album from from that band. And no, I can't pick one. Dream Theater album and listen from the start to finish from the finish uh, and so my favorite favorite album is from another band which is called Persephone and uh, the name is Car Car Persephone yeah. the name of the album is Car the name of the band is Persephone <laughs> mine would be uh, Fate's Warning A Pleasant Shade of Grey Oh, great. I don't know. It uh, actually, Bob. <laughs> can we ask a little bit of a view? If we, yeah. if we have, if we have some time, what kind of uh, music do you listen the most? Um. Well, it varies. It depends upon what I'm doing. Um. If I'm, if I'm sitting and relaxing, I like to hear progressive, a more progressive feel. Um, if I'm at work or in my car, I want to hear something that's going to kick me straight in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So do you listen to Opa? My first, nice. uh, my first experience with metal, I was a Beatles fan. I'm 57, so I'm probably quite a bit older than you guys. But uh, The first album that turned me into metal, I remember I was a huge Beatles fan as a child growing up. And uh, in 1976, a friend of mine came over with Kiss Destroyer. And that album changed my life forever. Kiss Destroyer? Yes. Mm. Is the name of Bro. the band? Uh, the band is Kiss. The oh, album was Destroyer. Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, they carried on like at the time they carried like they they kind of opened the gate to metal, right? The precursors. It's nice. Yes, and to see them live was just one of the most amazing times of my life. I got to see them the Kiss Destroyer, um, the Kiss. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dynasty tour in '79, and uh, yeah. it was uh, just an amazing experience. Nice, cool, really cool. That's really funny to see that. Uh, some people can't understand when you say that a, a band or an album has 
changed your life? I mean, the things we're doing right now is because we we got really interested and we fell in love with a band or something that really changed our life by the music. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. I, I began to play the guitar. The main influence for me was James Hetfield from Metallica. That's why I, mm. I wanted to play guitar. But I think that the band that consolidated myself as a metal listener, for sure, it was Arch Enemy. I loved their style. Mm -hmm. I love I loved how they could manage to mix the brutality with the beauty of their solos and, you know, the best lines. So I think that the the visor for me that from the trash to the uh, melodic death metal, it was Arc Enemy. Now on, like I, you know, the influences that I had was they are uh, almost all related to Arc Enemy. Like I have all the uh, all the nice band too that I think it will be on my top two. Uh, that is Megadeth. Megadeth mm -hmm. was a main influence for me, like, and keep uh, it keep being, you know, the uh, especially the uh, first albums like Rust in Peace, you know, when sure. Marty Friedman, the guitarist, was like the former and uh, was playing at the band at the time. I love this mm -hmm. album so much, and it will be always be an influence for me too. Euthanasia from Megadeth too. So this is the kind of shit I'd like to listen, you know, like while in the car, while working out, doing everything. I think these two bands, they are in my top two of my life, like until now. Sure. I always consider, uh, I always refer to Dave Mustaine as the riff master. The yeah. guy comes <laughs> up with just riff after riff after riff and you're like, where are you coming up with all this shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. I feel this too, you know. Well, like I began to play with Leonardo, and we uh, we like it to compose some uh, things that were related. Like our first idea of band, uh, it was I was trying to uh, build like a mix of Megadeth and Arc Enemy. And we were mm. coming out with good shit, you know. And yes. well, I try, I tried to like I I was learning how to play fast and sing, uh, like Dave Mustaine. But the difference is that I was learning how to play fast with him and uh, sing cultural like Angela Gossel, you know. Mm. And we were doing well. But then Illyria came and we focused on the project the, the most as we could. And then uh, Hyrus, now it, it was born. Illyria was born with Ikaro. So we kind of uh, changed the direction. But the, you know, what we listened kind of remained the same. Mm -hmm. Sure. And yeah. You know, the thing is, you listen to, like, even the beginning riff, the train of consequences. You hear that beginning riff, and you're yeah. like, yeah. Hey, Leo, it's you not remember, we played play, it. but <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <like>. <laughs> yeah. How the hell did I not come up with that? Yeah. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> man, we were like the first band we were, we made that we were. Hey, Leo, I I still have the videos of us playing the Train of Consequences, and we yeah. were like doing the solo, exactly like Marty Friedman. I found it to mm. be like awesome. I still think. Uh, and I also, I also wanted to ask you guys, uh, what's the best advice you've been given along your musical journey? Uh, what's the best advice we would we would uh, share? We would say to you guys um, that has been given to you. Mm, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, the the best advice that I would say to anybody. No, the best advice that was given to you along your musical journey. I see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it now. Okay. So, do you want to start with, Joe? Yeah. It was like, you know, uh, at the process of making a band and uh, delivering our, our things to the world, like, I think we, we, we experienced everything for ourselves, you know, like, the advices we took were only observations of the musical reality we were immersed in. So we didn't we didn't have a coach like person, you know, who uh, mm -hmm. gave us any. We kind of learned and we continue to learn every day, kind of alone. So I think um, I we we don't really have uh, an advice. But we have that we have experiences of observing other bands, what do, what to not to do, uh, who like who we should relate more and who we shouldn't, what we want to the future of the band, what we don't want, this kind of stuff, you know. But we really don't have like an advice. Uh, Robert, if you want to. Uh, give an advice to us, the most important <laughs> that you think we are like open to receive. <laughs> the best advice that I've been given is that the people that you meet on the way up are the same people you'll meet on the way down. So don't be an asshole. Nice. That's a great advice, bro. <laughs> this is a great fucking advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true because i know um there are some people and we can already i mean we just released our first material and we're starting right now but it's enough to see that some people just care uh about you about you and the thing that you're doing when they see some results mm -hmm. and they kind of and so you know that there are people that will disappear when you have if you have and some kind of fame and something like this, when they think that you are important, so we need to to care about the people that are under starting when we are nothing. I think that's the advice. That's what I get from from the advice you did. <laughs> I, I I hope yeah. I didn't misunderstood it. <laughs> sure, and you know the whole thing is is I wouldn't be speaking to you if I wasn't moved by your album. And that's a testament to what you're doing. And uh, if for no other reason, um, my main purpose of this podcast is to send out the message to people in the States that don't have a great access to this great music. 
and I want to get it out there because I, you know, I, like I said, I graduated in the eighties, you know, during the glam metal hair metal age. And, uh, I got friends that listen to the same fucking 300 songs over and over and over again. And I'm like, look, metal is far from dead. If you think metal is dead, uh, you're the dead one because I'm hearing great stuff week after week. So um, the reason I put up this podcast is to put this music out there so that people of my generation are aren't go listening to the same damn 300 songs over and over until they die. <laughs> Great. I see. You know, it's like uh, we just try to keep our feet on the ground and take, like, all the responsibility as one, as a team. This is our line of work. And mm -hmm. keep looking straight forward. As brothers, you know, kind of united and being honest and good people for uh, ourselves, our friends and people who work with us. Yeah. Uh, about music itself, Bob, um, our music and the style that we hope to develop. Um, as John said, he likes a lot of it's kind of old stuff. I mean, Megadeth and etc. Um, it's not something that people nowadays listen that much. I mean, yes, oldie. Um, also likes a lot of old stuff, but old stuff from death metal and from black metal. So we have we have um, some kind of influences from everywhere. Sure. I am not. I am not the kind of guy that listens to that old stuff. That's why I'm. I'm. Ca I'm calling it old stuff. I am the kind of uh, the guy that uh, started uh, started listening to Slipknot and started mm -hmm. listening to I don't know some some newer bands. So we have influences from death metal, melodic, and black metal old stuff, old have metal, we have influences from progressive metal, from gent, from everything, and we hope to cover, that's one cool thing about the lead as well, because we will probably not get only two or three labels about uh, the genres, I mean, uh, we have a lot of influences, and when you hope, we hope to use that influences, to, to make great music, because we... Sure. we because we want it to, to sound cool. I mean, we we should never uh, say that something like let's make let's make that that kind of music because it's uh, because the people nowadays listen to it. Uh, we don't want uh, any kind of fame. I mean, um, do it because do it because just do it. Mostly like because of external cool. influences, right now. Sure, and that's what gives you that great sound that you have because it is original. And no matter what, if you create something good and you put up a flagpole, someone is going to salute it. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of what we believe too, for sure. Yeah. 
and, and um, it's important, important as actually really important to have some, some someone like you, like uh, share to share uh, this thing that we are trying to to create. So I, I would like to really um, say that's a pleasure to be here, <laughs> and thank you. Yes, it's a pleasure for us. Thank you, Robert. Well, thank you. I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise from the band? Well, we're kind of discovering it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's the best way to be merchandise? I mean, to... Can you, can you uh, ask again? Sure. Um, like, if I want a t-shirt um, from the band or a physical copy of the album, what's the best way to go about it? <laughs> yeah, just like John said, um, I had said I had said previously that we, we're kind of experimenting it as a first experience, and we don't know yet. We just don't, we are trying to discover it. Uh, the last week I was chatting to some people to know uh, to 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 make some T-shirts uh, for a band, so we are. Uh, kind of trying to, to to go for it yet and the the one thing that we have that we can sell already is the the book mm -hmm. we are developing yeah. so we the, each story we have actually we we're making a whole world so we have a uh, stories for it and we have a book uh, we start uh, we didn't talk about her but we are working as well with a writer from the US, which is JJ Metalhead. She's kind of known from mm -hmm. the community, metal, metal community on the internet. And she is, she's a writer and she, is, she, she wrote for us uh, a story and we are selling it already. So if anybody wants to, to look for it, you, you can search for any of our social media social media we have links for that so about the t-shirts and other stuff we're still trying to go for it yeah for people who wants to create a nice dark fantasy stuff jj metalhead have the best stories for everyone <laughs> and lastly i wanted to ask you if you each could give a message to your fans what would that message be <laughs> good, good. Let me let me think. Um, you know, well, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, Olivia is something that I hope that our fans just have fun. I mean, they should have fun from it and as much as possible this, this is something that is meant to be uh, to be fun to go go after it and look the stories so <laughs> seize the music that's it mm -hmm. i think that uh i think nowadays people have to learn how to listen and feel more you know, like people uh, most of the time talk too much and 
most of the time they talk shit too. They talk shit to their parents. They talk talk shit to people they like, to their wives, you know, to everyone. Sometimes even to their grandparents. And I think that's why uh, people have to uh, try to listen to things and feel things more so you can feel uh, how is the mood of people who are next to you and uh, be more compassionate, you know. That's why uh, people, uh, we are receiving nice feedbacks from the album we, we made recently because uh, people listen and feel the album, you know. Sure. So I think this is a life concept too. Like you're, uh, you're walking on the street, try to listen and feel things, you know. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, and another thing is, you know, the thing I want to reiterate is that this is an album you need to listen from top to bottom because um, from track to track, the talent, the effort shows all the way through. And this album is totally original. And uh, I couldn't wait to speak to you guys about it because um it's nice to hear something fresh and this album is very fresh and it's very innovative and you guys are on a great path and i hope you stay there because i can't wait for the next one <laughs> we can't wait for that too thanks robert thank everyone well i wanted to thank you again and please feel free to update me at any time with any new <laughs> news as it comes about no, okay, uh, for sure. sure no we'll be problem. one of yeah. the first, you know. Thank you. Thank you again. <laughs> and you guys have a great night. Have a great night, Bob. Have a great night. Ta-ta. Cheers. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember... Come see me for a fix.